Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Welcome back to Battle Ready. We are in Revelation chapter 13. Thank you for joining us. Get your Bibles out. Let's talk. Let's read. Um, let's see what God's got to say today. Again, we're in Revelation, and that's one of those chapters where there's going to be things we don't understand, and nothing we're saying is we're trying to do the very best we can with just believing what it says, right? We've stuck to that through the whole previous 12 chapters, and I think this chapter is kind of very interesting to me. This is one that I got into and went in all kinds of directions. So I'm going to ask you to bear with us. Laura, go ahead and start chapter 13. Leave <coughs> us in like you always do. So early this summer, we went to Myrtle Beach, and one of the things that my son loves to do is to go into a magic shop. <laughs> and we went in there, and um, they, they, the guy that was, was in charge of the magic shop, I don't know if he worked there or owned it or whatever, but he like took our whole family on this little spiel mm -hmm. showing us all of the best of his tricks and and it was really amazing you think how in the world did he do that you know it, it really was amazing you couldn't figure out what he was doing he'd practiced mm -hmm. right and when we then he showed us how that we could purchase this and do this at home and impress our friends <laughs> so adam bought some of the things and when we got to the hotel and you actually see how the trick is done <laughs> you know it's, kind of it's like oh my goodness this is so simple and so easy and so goofy but for a minute, you really looked like you were magical, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, could Im, you could be a true imposter. You could trick me very mm -hmm. easily with he magic. Did. He came I with am, me and brought something, and it was, I'm like, how did you do that? They did you always, have that in your hand already before I <laughs> They always say it's sleight of hand, where you're going to get me every time because I always look where you want me to look. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, mm -hmm. I'm never looking where I'm supposed to be looking to be smart mm -hmm. and to catch on to it. You, I'm, you're going to get me yeah. with a magic trick. Not that I thought it was really magic. I just thought it was amazing what he was able to do, the illusions he could do. And I thought about that with this chapter because we're going to talk about the great illusionist, the great imposter. And something I looked up today and talked to me about this, but I looked up a list of the greatest imposters to ever live. Okay. And if you guys want a fun time on Google, look that up because it gets really interesting. I just want you to think magic is one thing in a magic shop with a trick and a deck of cards and a, and a pair of dice. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine Ferdinand de Mara, no. born in 1921, he pretended to be... A naval surgeon. Imagine you go in there and pretend to be a surgeon. And you are, he literally performed surgery Ew. with no education, no training. He got away with it, did fine. Mm -hmm. He got great awards. <laughs> how, how in the world? No, no, no. Uh, there's a man named Fra Frank Abagnale, born in 1948. You guys, it, some of you who are old enough may have seen him on Johnny Carson. I am not old enough. There was a movie made about him. He, he was an imposter lawyer, an imposter doctor. This one will blow your mind. An imposter airline pilot. He flew planes with no knowledge about how to fly a plane successfully. Oh my gosh. And landed and nobody died. <laughs> wow. So it can be done. Imposter can be done. I'm just right? saying, I mean, there's, there, there was a woman. I'm not going to tell you all of them. I just I want to tell you some of them. Anna Anderson, she pretended she was related to the Carnegie family. And she robbed banks for up to twenty million dollars. She was able just. She was came in. There were print one more last one. <laughs> Princess Caribou, born in seventeen ninety two, just walked into the courts of the thrones of Europe and presented herself as an exotic princess from an exotic island. She wasn't. She was just just a poor 
English citizen. So are you saying and, and human they, beings they are easily tricked? Or we are, are saying... easily tricked. And it's easier, I guess, I, it wouldn't be easy for me. I'm not good, not good at being an imposter. Well, <laughs> I, but I'm not good at being an imposter. You're going to find me out, mm -hmm. right? The greatest imposter ever is in chapter 13. Mm -hmm. It is. And we're going to talk about, if you haven't been able to discern this already, we're going to talk about who the world calls the Antichrist. And before we do that, and I, and I, and I love that you started with that, because those are the things you have to keep in mind as you study what Scripture says about the Antichrist he goes by several names, the son of perdition, um, the beast. The, I mean, he, he's got a lot of names that he goes by, a lot of aliases. But the other thing to keep in mind, not only is he an, an imposter, remember in scripture it says Satan is the father of all liars, right? He's the father, he's, he's done this thing from the beginning. But the part I also want you to keep in mind is look for, the, look for where the lies are at, but then also think about, and I don't know, something about this just kind of opened my eyes to this mm -hmm. when we started studying Revelation, is he is always going to mimic the true Trinity, the Son of God. He's really trying to be God. Mm -hmm. He still has that thing that he has where he wants to ascend his throne above God's. He's th he really thinks he's just as good as, and he can make you believe that. And as you go through this chapter, if you look for the, here's what he's doing, what's he, what's he trying to do? I think between that and the imposter piece of it, you start to get a better picture. You know, I don't want to be caught unaware because I know scripture says that even the very elect can be deceived, but we're going to talk about some ways they're not going to be deceived, right? Well, the timeline the revelation gives us and the timeline that Daniel gives us this imposter shows up about halfway through what we call Correct. the Great Tribulation period. Correct. But that doesn't mean that Antichrist first appears three and a half years into the book no. of the Great Tribulation. It doesn't. Because when we read 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, mm -hmm. he's already saying the, the spirit, spirit of, the of Antichrist, Antichrist is here. Mm -hmm. and, and it's very important to me to, to bring out, I think, that we think of anti, we think, well, everything he does is going to be the opposite of what Christ did. And in motivation and in, in the purpose he's trying to accomplish, that's true. Mm -hmm. but, but he's he, not anti-Christ in his behavior. He's a great mimic. He's, he's a, a great imposter of Christ, like you were saying. Yes. And he does, it'll seem very right. Unless, like the word I think of that you get when you... All these people that were walking in as a poor commoner from England, but finding a way to present yourself as the princess of a foreign mm -hmm. country, what you had was charisma. Mm -hmm. And you learned. Right? You, you, you studied walked this. Into you their, know yes, what it's supposed this to be. This is how they walk. This right. is how they hold their hands. Mm -hmm. This is how they take their they tea. They eat their food. Right. This is this how is they look at someone when they're speaking. Yeah. You, you, another example comes to me just right now. How many of you guys see My Fair Lady? Right, I'm going to take her from someone who lives in the gutter to someone who they think is a princess from a foreign country, and mm -hmm. all I'm going to change is the way she walks and the mm -hmm. way she speaks and the way, and she, the way she dresses. dresses. Mm -hmm. Right, that that imposter but see, idea is yeah. all about charisma. You you convince yourself, and then that's what Satan did, by the way, mm -hmm. and then you convince everybody else 
by that power of charm, Mm -hmm. right? The reason I don't look in the right place when they're doing the magic trick is he is charming me with his smile, Mm -hmm. his friendly talk, his look over here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's charisma that is what has happened. And I think people will look for when they think of the Antichrist or they think of that people that are in the spirit of Antichrist, which I want to unpack that a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're going to do that. Right, and there's another book, I can't remember where it is in the New Testament, it talks about Antichrists, Mm -hmm. multiple. Mm -hmm. Because it's talking about anybody that, and, and here's my thing, you may probably will never see the Antichrist, probably, if you're a believer. We don't know where that's going to come in history, but the church will already be gone. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I want to say about that is, you can't, that's not the only Antichrist you have to worry about. If you never Correct. see this, Correct. you still have, as a Christian person, mm-hmm. to be aware that there are Antichrists. Mm-hmm. There are people that come in that spirit and in that, that, he, that charm and to deceive you. Right? And deceive really you. what they're worshiping mm-hmm. is, themselves. is Satan. Mm-hmm. Themselves, themselves and Satan. Satan. But th- they're behind that, underneath mm-hmm. that, is a very mm-hmm. powerful That's a very force, good point. That's right? a good point. So, and, and and I think, and I know we're, I'm getting a little bit ahead here, but the way you're going to prevent yourself, my, my opinion, mm-hmm. and I may think different of this as we go through this, the more we study it, and the more we talk about it, the way you're going to prevent being led astray is you're going to have to have a relationship with God now and know what His Word mm-hmm. says now right because when that time comes remember satan is a great mimic and i know we say that but what did he do to eve he didn't say oh don't eat that fruit um god will be really upset he said he didn't really mean it that way mm-hmm. and there's a ton you of scriptures that right now that's the word what goes is, on and and it depends on the version you're reading how they just use this word or not use this word but the word Genesis used to describe Satan is the word subtle, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean horned and ugly and, no, and no. vicious and mean. It means that gentle charisma mm-hmm. that entices which, us to maybe we should think the opposite too. of what Christ is teaching. Everybody hears about the, the son of perdition, the Antichrist, the six. And they think of a monster. And it's, he's not going to be a monster. He's not going to look like he's a monster. He's not going to be. He isn't a monster. God, remember that God doesn't look on the outside. He looks on the inside. It's his right. inside that's the beast. It's his inside that's right. tearing up and destroying. It's his and motivation and, and his purpose. Right. But to, to you know what? the world, I think this guy's going to be very wonderful. I he's going to. People are going to love him. They're going to say, oh, they will worship him as somebody. Somebody's wise enough to lead us. I mean, we don't, we like Mm -hmm. world leaders. We're like, you know, I vote for this guy. I vote for that guy. Mm -hmm. We don't worship world leaders. That's Mm -hmm. not something we do yet. But But they're literally going to worship this world leader as God. Because he's going to have all the answers. He's going to solve all the problems because his father is in charge, is taking Mm -hmm. care of this. Now, uh, we're getting way too far. No, no, it's okay. Because I I wanted to, I wanted to talk, so, the Antichrist, according to John, John, who was the youngest apostle, who lived the longest and, and wrote, wrote this book, he, he talks about the Antichrist being at the world there. then. They didn't go away. Mm-mm. They're among us now. It's really important that you can recognize that. And there are, there are things written in the New Testament to make you kind of aware of how someone who is anti, not so much... It is opposite in purpose and meaning, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's a, the word cannot be trans another. Mm-hmm. Like 
anything other than Christ mm-hmm. presented as the answer. Well, and how, anything other than and Christ. And haven't we heard that? Well, how, why would you? I mean, I I heard a minister this week talk about how um, certain religious sects are considered terrorists. Well, shouldn't Christians be considered terrorists also because? They say there's only one way to heaven, just mm-hmm. like the other guys mm-hmm. say there's only one way to heaven. You know, mm-hmm. we're starting mm-hmm. to see the world start Turn packaging it around and say, well, I don't know. Yeah. You know, the the worst part, though, for me is that there are a whole, there's a whole generation of people right now who only know this much of what the Bible says because they heard it from grandma. They didn't hear it from mom mm-hmm. or dad or their life or school. They only know just a little tiny bit, and they don't want to get too involved in that because that sounds like, you know, we're being all bigoted and judgmental and, you know. So we're go- we, are, we are studying Scripture, and we are putting this out here so people can study with us and read and read with an open mind and let God lead you with what is, just believing what it says, right? And I do want to shock you, not to, for, to be shock's sake or not to, just to do that, but I want to shock you because what the Bible says is antichrist is not the list you would write. No, it isn't. It's not what you would say. Like the things that you think would be on this list are not here. And when I say this list, the, the place I want to take you before Revelation 13 mm-hmm. is First Timothy chapter 4. So you have Paul as an older follower of Christ pouring into Timothy a young pastor and minister mm-hmm. and he's saying to him listen these you're young and and you're you're ready to serve christ in this leadership role mm-hmm. and you're ready to go out and spread the gospel in your community but there's some things you need to be you need to be aware of this and you need to be you need to keep this list in your heart so that when things are charming mm-hmm. and things are deceitful you know that you this know is difference. not it mm-hmm. right so he puts down he says now the spirit this is chapter 4 verse 1 of first timothy of first timothy now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits there's much made about you can have if you want to have a spiritual conversation mm-hmm everybody's up for that Mm -hmm. everybody wants to talk about your spirituality Mm -hmm. and when they say that if you decode that their personal wholeness their their Mm -hmm. um happiness in this life right Mm -hmm. their comfort and happiness in life but they're going to have people that that used to know like you said the Mm -hmm. grandma knew Mm -hmm. but now they're listening to these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils Mm -hmm. doctrines did you I just, I'm not trying to belabor this, but do you realize that demons have doctrine? They do. Right? <laughs> the church should, and it's everybody's like, just, oh, we should have no doctrine. You hear people say all the time, no, no doctrine but Christ. We don't believe in doctrine. Doctrine just means, you can you say succinctly what the Bible teaches? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what's there? Mm-hmm. But demons have doctrine also. Mm-hmm. They, they also do. tell you what is there. But they, it's not what's there, right? So and you're also going to, to give see an that example, as we go through this, Satan uses that. I mean, anytime you tell a good lie, you got some truth in it. Right? The most famous one is, and everybody knows this verse, and I'm glad they know something from the Bible. Mm-hmm. But everybody says, judge not that you be not judged. Mm-hmm. Okay? That can be twisted into a doctrine of devils. Mm-hmm. Because th- that verse in the same chapter is him telling you, you know a tree by its fruit. So in the same words of Christ, he is not telling you, you can't judge good from evil. 
He's telling you, you can't judge a person's heart. You can't judge whether they go to heaven or hell. That's my job. I'm in charge. But you definitely judge whether something's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. But that can can be, judge not. You can't say Mm -hmm. anything about anything because Mm -hmm. the Bible says don't judge. Yeah, but that's not right? what I say. I mean, that's just the an example. begins in the house Do- of the Lord. Demons too, right? also have doctrine. Demons have doctrine. And keep going. Okay. So in verse 2 of First uh, Timothy chapter 4, it says, Speaking lies and hypocrisy. Okay. So lying. Here's what's amazing. Everybody's like, you know, God rained fire on Sodom and Gomorrah because of the sin that they were committing in that city. And everybody's like, you know, jump right on that. Mm-hmm. He also killed Ananias and Sapphira for telling a lie. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? That sin in Sodom was called an abomination. So is lying. So is lying. In Scripture. Lying is, the why is lying such a big deal? Lying, I was talking to my kids, so easy. It is. It is easy to let someone say something that you know is wrong and not fix and it. And not stand up at all or, or say, you know what? That's not exactly right. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. That's a lie that. of omission. We do that. Right? right? We do that to save face. We do that to get out of a problem. We it do is that, so easy to lie so someone so will like you. And I don't want to be Satan's right? emissary and do the lying for well, him. Well, what I'm lying, it says speaking this person that you that is in that spirit of Antichrist, this person that you need to be wary. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. What's hypocrisy? Acting, pretending. It's that actor word Mm -hmm. with the two masks we always see on the top of a theater, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Happy and sad. Like you're not being real. You're lying to me and you're pretending to be something you're not. And that's exactly what the beast does. Right? And and all of you should have just had chill bumps. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you why. Because we are all sinful, fallen human beings and we've pretended to be things we're not. And if we haven't been but paying we, attention to society in right? the last two or three, four or five years, we've seen that lie and hypocrisy everywhere. You talk about the actor word. I mean, all we do in our culture right now is look to professional actors mm-hmm. for how to run politics, how to run economics, how to run our daily lives for mm-hmm. what's good and healthy for us, what's going to make us happy, how to lose weight, how to make our face well, what clothes to wear lies and hypocrisy it looks so good and that's the thing that i don't think we'd put on our list when we think about the beast mm-hmm. he looks good mm-hmm. he does look good sounds I good think he sounds wonderful he's telling here's the thing the whole world it says will wonder after him they will be amazed at what he's able to do and his wisdom and and he's speaking lies and hypocrisy and they aren't going to be they're going to be so infatuated with all the benefits of what he's doing at the moment that it's just like you said a couple of lessons ago they're going to be truly devastated Mm -hmm. when they pull off that mask and they see what they really have went after and i think that that three and a half years that mark of the three and a half years i my personal it's just my opinion i think that the nation of israel will love him and then they'll see it Mm -hmm. and when they see it that's the three and a half year mark where now he shows who he really is Mm -hmm. and he doesn't care anymore if you know who he is or you don't know who he is because he's going to do what he came to do anyway are you okay if chapter 13 takes two weeks i don't care because i feel like understanding this build up I think it's fine. It's important to understand who this person is. I'm not in is. any okay. hurry, and it's been one because of those Because I'm, I'm getting that, like, that I don't been... think I'm going to make it, but I don't want to rush. No. I want to stay where we are. But and... so, we've, so remember, though, and so, again, for those of you who are following us and might have got off track with us a little bit, we're right now in 1 Timothy chapter 4, mm-hmm. and we went through verse 1 and 2, and the reason we're doing that 
This is, is because we Antichrist need to know what the spirit like. of Antichrist does. He speaks lies and hypocrisies. And he's something he's not. And he has a doctrine of his own. He's not. He's something that it he's not. It looks fabulous, but it's not what it looks and like. And then in verse 3 it says, Forbidding to marry and, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving, of them which believe and know the truth. And I'm like, really? <laughs> because I'm on a list of what Antichrist does, and this this we one, should what, what, I what think would you expect him to do? Well, I mean, I would not be thinking like if somebody says don't eat meat, that would be what would give me the great big clue. But then I thought there's so much in the New Testament about this issue mm -hmm. of eating meat, and they're like. Paul talks about it all the time, and Peter talks about it. And you're like, why do they keep talking about meat all the time? What is the deal? Mm -hmm. So we got to unpack that a little bit and okay. understand what they're talking about. So at the time, if you if you worshipped at a pagan temple, and they sacrificed animals to false gods at the back door, you could buy the meat, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And and there was God said we just had this in our church on Wednesday night. We mm -hmm. talked about. Uh, when Cornelius, who is a Roman soldier, sends for Peter, because mm -hmm. God tells him to, to present the gospel to himself and his household and his friends, Peter has this vision of a sheet mm -hmm. that's being led down by four corners. On that sheet are all kinds of animals. And God says to Peter, Why is it Rise, like Peter? Peter, slay and eat. Peter says, No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I've never Doesn't eaten much. anything unclean, saying, I'm a Jewish. I believe what you said about unclean things. I am not touching that. God said, Peter, what I have called... Clean. clean don't call. you call common and he said it three times yes and he made and and then peter presents the gospel to this gentile military and leader and, and says and the holy spirit falls on them just like it did them but don't forget right we didn't get there too much at the end of that lesson but the Jewish people that are there with Peter go, uh uh. Right. They don't like that to at happen. All. And well, there's a council in Jerusalem yep. over meat. <laughs> yes. like they, they, the Christians meet in Jerusalem and they're like, we need to vote on this because I we don't think, come to some conclusion I think if here. they come to Jesus, they should not be able to eat pork chops. That is wrong. And Paul's, but it's more than pork chops. It's yeah. being sacrificed to idols. It's, it, they're offended by this. And, and Peter goes on, well, okay, we're not going to eat anything with blood in it. We're not going to eat things sacrificed with idols, but then later on in Paul's Paul writing, says, he says, if you look at that meat, and he's talking to a Gentile church, he says, if you look at that meat, and that's meat, God doesn't care if you eat that meat. Because, because, because it's not about no what you put item, in your right? belly, it's not right? about what you put in. Now, he right. said, if you look at that meat, and you are feeling worshipful for that false idol that you came out of, then don't touch it. that's sin to you, don't touch right? Don't touch it. Mm -hmm. So here we are with Paul again there. talking about meat, mm -hmm. right? And, he, and he's telling him, here's what an antichrist spirit will do. This is what a false teacher will do. He will make it all about these little differences, these differences of opinion on things that are not Christ, mm -hmm. right? And he'll, go, he'll say, you can't marry Someone that's not a, we, a Jew, and we love that stuff. We'd love that. Eat remember, the meat offered to idols. Remember and, the guy who uh, right? Naaman dipping yeah. seven times yeah. in the river, and and he said, "I doing that." He has leprosy. My, we're going through a whole bunch of stories here, but he has leprosy, and he, the the maid who knows what he's supposed to do, says, "Hey, go dip." God says, "Dip in the." I don't know if it's the maid or the. It was the prophet person who came and tells him to go dip in the river seven times, and he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. Because what he really wants is him to do some big thing that he can show how holy he is, and he's doing this great big thing for God. And mm -hmm. and he, but I want to show you. I'm gonna I'm well, gonna show you this verse too. Yeah. This is in Second Thessalonians. It's in chapter two. Okay. And it says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, right? Mm -hmm. 
with all power and signs and lying wonders. This is the Antichrist. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness mm -hmm. in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. We, as human beings, run toward we signs would say, and lying wonders. Aren't they and great Christians? Yeah, look what they're saying. They're suffering. staying away from that meat. We look would say, aren't doing. they really holy? They're, they're not marrying people that aren't Jews. Right. Aren't they really doing well? See? Trying to follow God exactly like God says to do. Paul said it's, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. as this is, is it, evil. As it is with everything we because studied the, in the Because what last you did two. then is said something other than Christ saves you. Mm -hmm. Right? Antichrist is another goes, Paul way. even goes so far as to say, we know there isn't anything to an idol. It ain't nothing. Jesus said, I am the right? way. Paul says there ain't nothing to that the idol. Truth you know that life. it's not an idol. You know it's not God. God is God. This but idol is not. But if you don't know that, yeah, then right? you And that's where it. we are. If you don't know that, if you think by doing that you're going to make it to mm -hmm. heaven, you've got a bigger problem. Yes, you do. Right? The big problem is anything but Christ and is another Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's I want us to get a hold of this. It's, right? an, it's an antichrist. An antichrist. Mm -hmm. it, it is the op And you're not close to the right way. You're, you're not anywhere wrong. near the right way. You're clear right? over here bounding up in all kinds of craziness. And he, and he, what's the book of Romans about? You, what's the book of Hebrews about? Mm -hmm. You guys keep wanting to go back under the law. Do you have you read the law? Mm -hmm. Paul says, have you read it? Uh, yeah. And how that it didn't work out too great <laughs> for Ishmael? So you don't want to go back under the law. No, you don't. Christ, the, the the Son of God, the great promise, the fulfillment of the law, said. Mm -hmm. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Mm -hmm. right? This is the way we all come. So anything you add to it besides that. Takes it away. And see, it even says. More than takes away. Puts verse you wrong. Four, in verse 4, it says, for every creature of God is good. Talking about and nothing animals to be to refused eat, right? if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Sanctified. Set apart. Set apart and holy. Separate. For the purposes of God. What These critters, yeah. these things I'm having to eat that are animals that are walking around, are sanctified. Why? Because God said so. Because yeah. he told Peter, rise, slay, and eat. eat. And when the word of God comes. Clean, I say it is. Yep. It sanctifies yep. it. It's right. So don't say, okay, but Jesus didn't quite get it close so enough. So now watch. Right? So watch. So now in our society today, we're already to the place where... You know, we can't eat meat. We got to have vegetables, and we can't have this, and we got to have that. And it's bad you're for really the planet. Kind of stupid, you're destroying right? the planet if, if you eat this, meat. Yeah. That. So, but all, it's bigger than meat. It is meat still. <laughs> it <laughs> but is. it is bigger than meat. It's any time you say to somebody, "Now that person, I don't think he really got saved." You know why? Because he comes from a really bad background, and he he's done all these mm -hmm. things. And you watch, he'll go right back into it. Mm -hmm. I don't think God really saved him. You know what? That's a meat issue. You're saying yep. there's something else he has to do besides come to Christ and mm -hmm. repent. You're saying and when he when he impresses me with his actions and his attitudes, well, then I'll think, I'll accept him mm -hmm. as a believer. Mm -hmm. You're doing the meat thing. You're doing the meat thing. You really are. So it's big. He's using so this Christian, illustration because you so can see it, but it's big. So sometimes then what I feel like what happens is we as the church, especially my generation, we've been in church a while, and we kind of feel like we're guilty for the slip away, which we are, I think, for the younger generations not being here. We've we've set up so many rules and we've been, you know, in trying to do the right thing and you probably can't see me do the right <laughs> thing kind of with my hand. Yeah. But what what we didn't do 
was listen that as we've studied and read this and as we've What's talked the in truth? this lesson a right? lot of times it's almost always the opposite of what mankind thinks it should be we say this but that's not what god said he said this Going back to that hypocrisy word i don't want anybody listening to us to start acting like a christian no don't i act want you like to nothing. be a christian yes i don't want you to start looking like a its, christian with all of its growth be a you christian you have to grow in that right sure yes christ saves you yes his spirit you get it but you're not doing a christian imitation no 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 do you know what i mean that's this yes and that's antichrist that's worse than you almost got it right. That's the opposite of or another way. Of right? what you're trying to accomplish, yes. You gotta be really in a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole thing out right now. I don't know if you've read about this, but I accidentally found this when I was looking up imposters today. There's this whole concept in the church right now called imposter syndrome. Okay, okay. So if I understand this correctly, and, and believe me, it was a brief look. The idea is that there are a lot of Christians who feel like they're not really saved. They fear it all the time. They worry about it all the time that they're not quite worthy. They're not quite accepted by Christ. They're not quite loved by God. But the imposter syndrome says that, but when they go to church, they act like everything's fine. Mm. Okay? So they go to church and they don't act like they're struggling. They don't act like they're, they're hurt. Or, or, so wouldn't it be just so, easier just to say? Do we? I mean, I mean, if you're listening to me and you're a Christian, whether or not you're saved has nothing to do with your feelings. Whether yeah. or not you're saved has nothing to do with your performance. Whether or not you're saved has nothing to do with your lineage. Whether or not you're saved only has to do with, do you know who Jesus is? Is and he the only begotten son of the Father? Yeah. And have do you, you made him Lord? Do you say, I'm following him? I don't know where we're going. I mean, we kind of do, but I don't know where we're going in this life where he's going to leave me or do it. But he's boss. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm with him. I'm with that guy. And I'm sorry for my sins. And I accept him. And I'm going to try to learn I'm sorry for everything I did that separated me from him because he's it. I know that sounds oversimplified. It's really not. The real relationship with Christ is I know who Jesus is. Right? And that makes me repent. That makes me follow. That makes me seek. Right? But I know who he is and who he's the reward. If you're having that feeling like. Maybe I'm really not okay. Then just ask right? to be okay, right? Who is Jesus? Who is it? Right? <laughs> Confess it. And say repent, it openly. Right? Say it out loud. Even if you're saying it to yourself, I, I, say it out loud. And you know what? I hate to say this, and I agree with what you're saying. I didn't know that yeah. it had a syndrome called I that. didn't either till today. But I but also know that sometimes in my life, and I've been have in you ever felt like an time, imposter? And I've had to stop and say, no, wait a minute. Nope, I am a child of you God. I believe in Jesus. The great imposter, the original, who he is Satan, isn't wouldn't try. slip that into your well, consciousness and your mind and say, "You're nothing but a great big fake." You get up there and you teach Sunday school and you teach you and you have these conversations with people about the Bible on Battle Ready, and there ain't nothing to you at all. Nobody would want anything to do with you, including God. Hey, I had that conversation with God today, and Lord. I feel me, like right I feel like Lord, what? You, but all we're doing is... But you know what? That's the enemy. That's the That's enemy. what he does. He's the great hip so, hypocrite, the great so imposter. So you say it out loud once in a while. Yes. You say, you confess who I am not going to believe in lying wonders, and I'm not going no. to believe in deceivable righteousness. I'm not going to no. do that. I'm not going to put on an act no. so that God will love me. God loves me with no act. And he sees through your best performance. Mm -hmm. God loves you. And you know how I know for sure? 
Because he said so. Yeah. yeah. It is not a feeling. Didn't I it's just say that to you today? He said so. <laughs> I said that to her before we well, started. Well, people say because, things all the time. But no. But when God says no. something, how is it sanctified? By the, word of God by the word of God and, and prayer. prayer. And what's that prayer? That's my part. Now, listen, God's part is, he said, I can eat what I want. That's what he told Peter, right? With Thanksgiving, yeah. But my part is, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, for setting me free from acting. Mm-hmm. And thank you, God, for setting me free from, I've got to earn it somehow, and I've got to impress my neighbor so that I make it into heaven. Thank you, God, for just saving me just like I am. And that your righteousness is what you gave to me. It's not my and own. And you know me. Right? You know me to the to very the, intent of my heart. To the you atoms know, I'm made of. You know my gifts and talents when I don't always understand what they I are. Mean, you know where you put me. I think of people right now who are probably more homebound than they are churchbound because of their health and because of mm-hmm. other issues. He knows where you are. He knows what your yeah. talents are. He knows He's, God is not contained in a building. Do. No, he Christ does. is not right. just here. He's with you. And he you knows know how I know? Because he, he said so. But you he, say, I don't feel like he's here. He's here. He is there. Because he said so. And some, and I, and I really believe word. that. I think maybe one of the things that my generation didn't do very well is we never admitted when there was problems. We Imposter syndrome. We didn't I say didn't know anything. It was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing either. I didn't know it was a thing. But I have sat and watched people, and I have sat. I'm guilty of this. Have I you? have sat in church and said, why am I not as holy as she is? How come I'm struggling? And I, and the truth is, we all struggle. We all have that. And if you don't believe that, you don't believe what the Word of God says. I get better through my trials. I get stronger through my faith the more that I go through and the more I just declare that I believe in God. So if so, maybe maybe now, the whole purpose of this lesson today is <laughs> this is two men for me. Maybe the whole part of this lesson today is sometimes when you're studying, and I and I'm going to yeah. share this too. This yeah. is true. Sometimes when you're studying scripture, you'll have this little naggy, doughty thing, that, and it's like get him out of here. I don't need Satan joining me when I have Bible study or when I'm praying. Mm-hmm. I don't need him here. And I have physically stopped and said, I belong to God. I am no ways near perfect. I have no idea what you're doing with me because I have no idea where we're going, but we're in this together and I'm going. And do you know, sometimes and I, I have think to that say strengthens that. you. Sometimes what you're talking about, I do through gritted teeth and tears. Yeah. Because I'm hurting and it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like I'm right where I'm supposed to be with God. It doesn't feel like okay, he I can't take start care the of verse because I always leave out the best part. But it says not to lean on your own understanding, it's right? So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. You don't understand. You don't. In know all his your ways. ways, acknowledge Him, and He will. Because He said so. Path. Direct your path. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we take advantage of the fact that if He says it, we have to believe that. We when, should believe when it. When I speak, it may be true. It may not be. It may be true for a short period of time. It's possible that I've been completely deceived and I'm telling you something wrong. But when God speaks, it's, true. it's impossible for it to change. It is He's the same true. yesterday, today, and forevermore. What His Word says, you don't ever have to go, but did He mean that? And did he make is it, it for still me? true? And is it for really, me? It wouldn't really be me. Because no, He's he right have, about he's, what He said. Yes. And he, he will keep what He said. That's the, the opposite way. of the Antichrist. And th- this is the thing, and I, I think I built this to get here. And this is my feeling and thought today. Correct what's wrong because this is coming out the first time. Okay? Mm-hmm. When I'm asking God for things and I am pouring out my heart to Him in prayer and I'm asking God for things, my struggle is sometimes it feels like He didn't hear me. Sometimes I have to wait a long time. 
Sometimes it feels like he doesn't really care what's going on with me because I'm still hurting, right? Mm -hmm. But when, in hindsight, like we've said many times, maybe years, mm -hmm. I look back and say, God, you did that exactly right. Mm -hmm. Everything you allowed was for a purpose for me because you love me. If I'm going it to was trust exactly him, right. I have to trust the him. The Antichrist, I just thought about this, is exactly the opposite. He absolutely is. What he says will be what you want to hear. Absolutely. The things that absolutely. you say, I want you to solve, he's going to solve. Right now. The, thing, the answers, it'll be like, he loves us. He mm -hmm. cares about us. He can fix these problems. I don't have to wait. Mm -hmm. And it's going to gratify what my flesh desires. Mm-hmm. That's exactly He's right. He's going to be the opposite of how I'm dealing with the Lord who knows all. Who and is all and loving and all kind, to, and but knows makes how to me take wait. care of me in the best possible way. But right? it does but it doesn't, doesn't feel the like world, that. But doesn't change the world. The great imposter is going to feel like that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. That's why so many are going to worship him as God. That's why they're going to fall at his feet because they're going to hey, he hears me. Isn't it that he way listens with anything? To me. Do you remember do you remember being in school, and I, this is not the same thing, but bear with me. Okay. Be, remember being in school, with, and you got the teacher that was the hard teacher, mm -hmm. and everybody hated that teacher, mm -hmm. and that's the one you got, and that's the class you shined in because it wasn't, you, and you had to learn, and you had to work a little bit, and you had to do, you know, God is a good father. He He's knows father. what we need, and he isn't afraid to say, Laura, trust me, stop it. But a it. good father isn't afraid to let you struggle. Well, he has because to let you because he knows at the end learn. of that struggle, you've learned is something. what you need, mm -hmm. right? This, there's no He's easy way. You, there's sometimes to there's this. not, and we live in a society where everything is easy. We get awards for doing nothing. We get, you yeah. know, we I, we have we have a generation that just thinks it's, you know, micro. I used to say this to Rick all the time, and he would be depressed naturally about his illness. And I'd, he'd say, why can't they figure this? I'd say, Rick, it's not like the TV shows. Mm -mm. You don't go in and this happens and an hour later you know exactly what it is and it's all cured. It doesn't work that way. Really, it doesn't work that way. That's acting. And that's what... <laughs> that's, that's what, what the what Antichrist does. The deceivableness that's what of it righteousness. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're saying, well, see, you know, I don't have any doubt at all. And I don't know what they'll say, but I don't have any doubt at all that when the church is raptured away... It'll be because we deserved it somehow, you know, that, you know, God finally took them out of the way because they were hindering your progress and you couldn't do anything because of that church. You know, scripture says that he who letteth will let until that time comes. So the Holy Spirit is holding back some of the things that should be making manifest. And we still have plenty of that going on, even with the Holy Spirit still here. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know how the story will get switched around, but I'm sure that the Antichrist and the system and the false prophet, they will have the perfect answer. See, you were right all along. And those immediate Christians answers. Were just, those Christians right? were just trying to and cause it, trouble. They were just holding us back. Yeah, right. So, so I wrote down a quote by Thomas Sowell, and now I know why. I think I said his name right, maybe not. He, he said, when you want to help people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you tell them what you want, they want to hear. Mm -hmm. I thought that's that's Christ and the Antichrist. That's true, right? That's very. True. This one is going to tell you what you need, mm -hmm. and it's going to hurt a little bit, doesn't it? Say and this one's going to tell you what you want, friend, and he's going to benefit, right? Faithful right? are the wounds of a friend. Faithful. Yeah, it, it says just this. God this idea really hit me that Christ it's going to feel like it's not going to feel like prayer for me. And I've been honest about this in our Sunday school class. Is a struggle. It's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. 
I, I kind of got to the place where I thought, you know, if it's a struggle, I'm doing it wrong. I must not be able to pray because I'm struggling here with what I think God is trying to say back to me or whether he hears me at all. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, the struggle is the point. The, the point is, I'm supposed to learn to wait and I'm supposed to learn to trust and I'm supposed to learn to love and believe in his love. No right? matter what so you this feel is like. the struggle deny is a gift. It's a denying It's a gift thing. of God, mm -hmm. the struggle. It right? is. That's not what it's going to be, sound like from no. the Antichrist. No. You're not going to be asked to struggle. He's going to solve it. He's going to solve I mean, it. I think that's what we're getting here is that there's a real and then there's a what looks real. Or what feels so recognize real. before we I mean I don't I don't know that we're going to get to 13 so but remember, before you get to him too we talk about that sometimes here. in church and people say you know um, salvation is not in feelings now again that's partly true and partly not true when you get saved there is a good feeling there is a there is a feeling to that but it's not you don't have to have that feeling but to the say, truth of the gospel is the truth regardless of the period feeling. no matter what right christ is the son of god what i wish he can we could be get across, and maybe this is what we maybe this is what we need to get across before we actually get into this mm -hmm. everybody is scared to death about the beast and the mark of the beast and a, but i would be more scared about are you being honest with god are you in that relationship where you are honest and you can say to him, I don't understand this. I don't like, I've had that a lot. And sometimes I have to say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But, you know, getting that heart right with God is your first thing. And realizing that if he said he loves you, he loves you. So even if you're an invalid, if you're home, if you can't get out to church, you can always do something in a witness for God. Encourage somebody else. Um, there's just a multitude of things that you can do if your heart is set on doing something for God he will show you what to do he'll lead you in that we, that's what his spirit does I keep referring back to Wednesday night but Wednesday night we were in the book of Acts and we we're talking about Peter sharing the gospel with a group of strangers and not just strangers a group of Roman soldiers and you remember Peter denied Christ three times yep. in the presence of those Roman soldiers he was terrified mm -hmm. of them and here he is after the resurrection after the Holy Spirit fell boldly delivering the gospel mm -hmm. to people that technically should be his enemies mm -hmm. people he, they, they crucified Never Jesus makes sense, does and it? here he is and I, and I was thinking about you know we always think now how can I best share the gospel or what program should I memorize or what should I go the Romans wrote nothing wrong with any of that should I do this or that that's all good things okay but honestly if if it's real mm -hmm. right if it's not I'm gonna act like a Christian Don't but you me. really are a Christian and you're really walking with Christ even if you're weak and new every single thing you do is a witness it is because you can't stop you can't talking be, about him you can't, you can't stop thinking you him you can't mm -hmm. stop seeing the world through that lens and of this that, is what Christ did for me. And does that mean that every word out of your mouth has to say Jesus? No. No, but it's, it's colored be, by it. It's going to be it, it, it's going to be how you do things. It's colored by do Jesus. Do you get angry and flare up and you know You won't I won't have do? to present you the Romans road if I for you to know that I'm a Christian if you talk to me for more than five minutes. Mm -hmm. Because everything I say will have some effect comes that. from that perspective mm -hmm. that I know him. And, so here's how I feel about and that. And how do you get to know him? You know, they used right to say here. a long time ago um, yeah. in the church, back when, before Rick was pastor, we had a pastor who said, go to church. 
Don't expect them to be perfect. Don't expect them to get it all right because they're not going to. You're not going to find a perfect church. Some days you're going to be the one that messes it all up. Mm -hmm. And some days I'm going to be the one that messes it up. But the group together, I have found out this week that the group together, it's an, unfor it's an unstoppable force. There are things that I have fretted and worried over that I found out over the course of some nasty, nasty things that had to happen this week that I'm not in this by myself. I yeah. have a church family that I knew they loved Rick, but I'm thrilled that they like me a little bit too mm -hmm. because they came to my rescue and I didn't have to beg for help. I didn't know what help I needed and they showed up. Your church is more than just the place you go on Sunday to hear a service. It's also, the, the saying used to be, go to church, read your Bible, and pray. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's simple. no three more things right. more important. If you're praying, God knows you're fumbling. He knows when you stumble. He knows when you're trying. He knows your heart better than you do. I'm glad you brought that up because I've been fighting saying something all night. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really. I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to say that. So before I even say it, I just want to make it abundantly clear that no matter what style of church you have or you attend, mm -hmm. I am for you. That's right. If Christ is the center of your church, if, if, if their focus is getting you to Christ, I don't care how they do it. Right. I don't care what they, how you, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is an element to this. You can go to a church. I didn't want to say this. You can go to a church where everything looks Right. Mm -hmm. And it can be the spirit of Antichrist. And you need to And you can go to a church where you got people struggling everywhere and you're like, you know, how are any of these people making it to heaven? And how's that guy going? And 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 what about her? I mean, surely she's not you can go to a church where people are truly in a relationship with Christ and all struggling and all putting him as the only way they're gonna make it. He's mm -hmm. their righteousness. And I don't care about style. I'm not talking about music or dress or anything else you want to talk about. That real church that sometimes you think, I don't want to go there. They got problems. Mm -hmm. That's the real one. That's the real one. The gloss. There's another thing. Here's another thing I don't want to talk about. Okay. Our whole culture right now, we're talking about Antichrist, okay? We're talking about actors. Our whole culture seems to, and maybe I'm wrong, put it in the comments, seems to be about, I'm going to go to church so they can serve me. Mm -hmm. Like you go to a movie theater, like you go to a restaurant or a hotel. Mm -hmm. You're like, I want them to, to serve them. me. Yep. And you don't know what the church is. The yep. church is mm -hmm. a group of people who have Christ in their life that are born-again mm -hmm. Christians mm -hmm. That are right? trying to love that the Lord serve God each other with their whole heart, mind, and soul. Read and Ephesians as their read, read, read the the letters Paul writes to the church and tells them put some. Put, your job is to esteem others more highly than yourself. Your mm -hmm. job is to serve those that are in your congregation. You don't come to church to be served. You come to church to serve, mm -hmm. not just the preacher and the deacons and the trustees. Great, everybody, everybody in yeah. the building, everybody is here to serve and everybody in that building has moments of doubt and fear it's the difference and between pain and sickness i mean we've got mr uh, Grimmett who told us last week his cancer's back he didn't waste a minute he came straight to the church and said start to pray, pray for me start to pray we should be praying for him and and yeah. and it should be a shame on the church if they're not remembering right. to pray we shouldn't just listen to what people say and walk off this Christ created this bride on purpose 
to do these things. I just want to say though, if you say to yourself, you're the light and the salt. If you've caught yourself saying to yourself, I went to church and I didn't get anything out of it. There's probably a reason. Yeah. You're not putting anything in it. (laughs) And I'm not being critical and I'm not being, I'm just saying, if I go to McDonald's, I said this Wednesday, (laughs) if I go to McDonald's, I know what I'm going to get and I'm not particularly thrilled. (laughs) <laughs> that's true right right but I, I but they're serving me mm-hmm. but if I go to Thanksgiving dinner at your house hopefully and it's everybody good. brings their best thing mm-hmm. you know it's and be I've been up since five in the morning bringing my best things mm-hmm. well I know it's going to be memorable it's going to be, it's gonna be good it's going to be the best that we have I'm going to enjoy that fellowship I'm going to enjoy that goodness you know why I did it mm-hmm Right, I I was the fam. I was the part of the family. Mm-hmm. I was part of the church. That's what we're missing. That in our experiences, we're like, well, I'm not going to that church. They don't we've have listened, this program. We've they don't teach this world. philosophy. They don't have right? this. We've listened to the world. We've listened too much. We've. It's like you're it's not like going to a church for that. It's like in Isaiah when the um, they went to another segment of the world and they saw their temple and they came back and said, well, I don't really like my temple. I want yeah. my temple to have that kind of stuff. In. Uh, yeah, that isn't the that's not what makes it. And what honestly, it is. if we're not careful, it's Antichrist. Mm-hmm. That's true. If we're not careful, it's Antichrist because mm-hmm. it's that part of I so want maybe. to be performed to, I want to be entertained to, I want to be, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I, I know popcorn. this feels we have broken. All this stuff right now. But, I, but I think the things that he's telling you to watch out for mm-hmm. are not the things that we would put on the list. Mm-hmm. He's telling you to watch out because you, it's easy for you to lie. It's easy for you to be a hypocrite. It's, it's easy, easy for pretend. you to act. Mm-hmm. And what God has in a real church and a real minister and a real pastor is someone who's honestly having a relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and honestly having a relationship with each other. And you are going to have to honestly admit I that he's the only do. way. I, right. And yeah. I don't always know how to handle everything. I need your help. We have to help each other get there too, right? We should be. We should believe what it says. He gives us all these promises. I was the light. Now you're the light. I'm the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, speak truth. I've got mansions and that. He tells us all these things. My fear, though, is because we don't read scripture. We say it's too hard or it's too difficult or it's whatever, because we're not committing it to memory and making it a priority. I love what Cedarville says, and I know I'm using Cedarville. For, please forgive me, Cedarville, but I'm one of your biggest fans. My granddaughters go there, um, and their, their number one thing that caught me the very first time I heard it is no Bible, no breakfast. What's most important? So Right, yeah, because, mm-hmm. and, I've, and I have actually had days where, okay, no breakfast for you, because my priorities have to align correctly. Mm-hmm. I've got out of that real quick because I don't. I like. To, I don't like to <laughs> you want your breakfast, but but no Bible, no breakfast. Just is a small, simple, tiny, teeny way to say I'm going to do this because this is the most important thing, and then Christ I'm going to start my important. day. Yeah. And and that's not to say I never read scripture. And I, and see, as I say that, I'm trying to you know justify what I was doing because sometimes I would read it late at night. But I've also found out that the older I get, the more I put off till late at night, the less I comprehend because I'm too tired by the time I get there. So no Bible, no breakfast was a very big spiritual help to me. Get up in enough time, even if it's only one verse or two, to have some Bible, think about it, talk to God, and then start your day. But my concern is, as we get ready to go into this beast thing, 
and this man of sin and this antichrist and this son of perdition and all the mimicking that Satan's going to do of what Christ does. It's so easy to see he is replicating everything Christ does. And we're going to, we're going to see that when we get you know, into this We lesson. may as well read a couple verses, even if we finish it next week, but, <laughs> but, but get into it a little that, bit. Knowing that means the more you study it, the less afraid you should be of it because you know what's going on. Christ gave us everything we need to know. He's been telling us since the beginning in the Garden of Eden what Satan does. Mm-hmm. And we have we choose to just think of the other parts of the story and we're missing the deceitfulness that he has. So let's do read the first verse. Just a few, okay? We Maybe may read to verse past. four and we'll talk about what we can. And we then come may back not and get past verse two. Okay. So in chapter 13 of the book of Revelation, it says, I and I, and I being John, the writer of the book, stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. <coughs> now i got to stop, because mm-hmm. when okay. I started studying that, the mm-hmm. first thing I thought of is in Daniel chapter 7, when Daniel taught, and I've, I've got a got a really 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 old book about Daniel and Revelation and I love that book I wouldn't trade that book for nothing you should it, tell them what the name of this so they can <laughs> maybe find it I don't know that you could and I will look and I'll bring it next time because I don't have it with me <coughs> excuse me just falling apart <coughs> um, in Daniel chapter 7 he says anyway the gist of it is, he rises out of a turbulent sea, winds blowing on the sea. <coughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not supposed to tell you. <laughs> you have eight minutes. Wrap I'm sorry. <laughs> Go for the, it. the beast rises out of the sea, and everything that we've been talking about is that turmoil, that sea that's rolling, and society's unsatisfied, and uh-huh. everybody's fighting, and everybody's. But out of that mess comes this beast, and John's standing on the seashore. And remember on the sands, my mind, remember God told Abraham, your descendants will be as the sand on the sea, stars in the sky. But he also said in there somewhere, and I, and I, don't, I don't have my notes because I forgot to bring it, but it says those, those sands, those seas, that seashore, that sand on the, by the seashore holds the sea in its place, right? So it, it can't pass that border. There's a, God has set up a place. This is where it is. This is where it's, you can't go any further than that. So this beast comes out of that turmoil, comes out of all the things that are going on in the world, and he rises up kind of like politically, he's just going to rise up to all these nations. And then it says he has seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. Does that sound familiar to you? It does. Only because slightly different. Only, uh, only with a little more crowns and a little more horns. So, so in it, chapter 12, we saw the dragon. So literally we're running out of time. Yes, we are. So, we so we're going to stop right there on that first that. verse. So I'm just going to just say just a couple things, and then we'll pick this back up and probably say them again at the beginning of next yeah, time. because we can. But we when can. it's talking about the sea, if you are literally, if we're going to be very literal, mm-hmm. 
he's on the Isle of Patmos. So the sea is the Mediterranean Sea, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So the Mediterranean Sea is very unique in that it joins the Middle East mm -hmm. and Africa and Europe. Like it's like the centralized, mm -hmm. we call it the ducky Mediterranean mm -hmm. Sea and CC. It, it's this connection. <laughs> Paul's churches are planted around the duck, right? They're planted around this Mediterranean Sea. It's this great convergence, like you're saying, of all these cultures. And in verse, right? and then the reason I say that too is because in chapter 17 of Revelation, which Revelation does sometimes as it'll define itself, it says in chapter 17, the waters which thou sawest where the, where the horse sitteth are peoples and multitudes right. and nations right. and tongues. So that's what he's coming up out of. Not the literal Mediterranean maybe. Right. Although it may look like that to John yes, in I'm the sure vision. I'm sure it would. Because he is looking at the sea. But we're talking about it's coming out of this confluence of people, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So the other thing it says, she said, who does that look like? Well, if you were with us for chapter 12, and it describes Satan from the beginning of time, and, and, and the plan of salvation, mm -hmm. he looks like the dragon. But everything's a little bit different with the numbers of things that are Not going on. Like she said, we have sevens different. and sevens, and, and now we have and seven and tens. So, so watch, in verse 3 of chapter 12, it says, There appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having mm -hmm. seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns. Right. Upon his head. So it, it's now either, we've got ten crowns. Not ten, now we've Over got here. ten crowns. So we either so, have more kingdoms or well, we have more. This is what research I did just on that <laughs> verse one, okay? Mm -hmm. So just out of that verse one, we, we've got this, first of all, he's called a beast. John calls him a beast, which is a little different than the way we use the word beast because we mean an animal, but he just. He's not talking about the appearance of this man. He's, he's not talking, talking about, about the his heart, his inside. His motivations, what this is really all about. Other places in the Bible, he's called son of perdition. Man of, sin, man of sin, the prince that shall come. That's what Daniel calls I heard him. A, I heard a minister say this. Isaiah calls him the wicked. The wicked. Right. I, I heard a minister say, you know, people like to say we came from beast. We didn't sure. come for beast, but we're headed and toward that, a beast. I never thought about that, but that very well might be why God inspires John to use that word. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, evolution, now we're going to go back to being beast. We're going to go to the religion of a beast. But I don't know. But but here is this, He's the first of all, we've got seven crowns and seven heads, right? Seven Before. heads, ten horns, and seven Wait, well, crowns. Well, he says having seven heads. Which is, this well, one's got seven heads. The ancient world had seven great world-dominating empires, and they are Sumeria, Egyptian, Assyria, Babylonia, Medo-Persia, Greece, in Rome mm -hmm. and those same world powers of so seven are in the vision that God gave Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar made that great statue remember mm -hmm. when the the three Hebrew children are for they're told that they have to bow before it and they refuse to bow before it all these things from Daniel are in this chapter in the chapter before mm -hmm. these world kingdoms Daniel explains to him mm -hmm. to the king Mm -hmm. are represented in this vision mm -hmm. that the king had, and the king does and the absolute wrong thing. Makes and we're going to see them. the family resemblance all through this. Talk about ripples. Mm -hmm. They were worshiping the beast yeah. then. Mm -hmm. That's why Way the three then. Hebrew children don't do it. No matter what you say, they say, whether you let us go or not, we're not going to bow, mm -hmm. right? Whether we burn or not, Correct. we're not going to do it. Correct. We're not worshiping the beast. We're not Guess careful what? to answer you. We're not Revelation, Revelation said they're going to worship him as God, mm -hmm. this beast that is symbolized by all these things. And unlike anything hypocritical or lying or actor-like, the, the chapter 13 tells you right off the bat, this is a Satan-possessed individual. This is someone, and this you think, well, he's going to have red eyes, and he's going to scream at people, mm -hmm. and he's going to get loud mm -hmm. like Hitler. No, this Satan-possessed person 
is going to be all those charming things we've talked about, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to be dynamic and charismatic and a world leader and a, a problem solver. And but we have said, then what about ten? Well, the people that I've read that are smarter than me, and they're just people. Say there's future kingdom. Say that when, just like there were seven in the old world, and there are ten nations, empires. In the new world. That's what they say. So don't so forget. So we have seven heads, so but now forget. we have ten. That's exactly Take what it or Daniel, leave it. Don't, don't forget. Right? That's exactly what Daniel said when he said the statue came down, gold, silver, bronze, broke off into two, and then we have ten toes mixed with miry clay. So I, I thought, and I've, got to, and I've got to close it, but I, because I, I, we're at eight, and she, we only get, we have to pay money to be on here. Later. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the, the, the thing about the ten is I thought, well, we don't have ten currently. We do. Have we ten. have what they call the grade eight. Mm -hmm. Right? We have the G8, which is a, a conglomerate oration of nations that make decisions on the worldwide scale. And then as I was looking that up and trying to figure that out, it said, how about the G10? Well, G10, what's that? Well, this is a group of nations where they've added to. Mm -hmm. And not saying that this is the Antichrist. I'm saying not at all. I'm saying not at all. It's just but the, this, these 10 nations have gotten together and said, maybe we don't worry about politics so much, but we focus on money, mm -hmm. economics. And if we can figure out how to make people be able to buy food or not buy food or do all this, we can influence a lot of change. I'm not saying that that is the, I'm saying it's, it's, that can, can be the happening. setup for what he's saying. There's 10 great nations that are saying, and see, let's all get together on money. And see, that's the good thing right? too about scripture is your great grandfather would have thought it was something else. Would have thought it was something but else. But as you get closer you to can this, some of this stuff, you can start seeing the groundwork being laid. And, put and it I in probably place. shouldn't have brought that up at the minute we have to leave. But that's okay. Because we'll that's a big there. idea. But I also but want you to give some homework here for just okay. a minute. Because it also says that the crowns are full of blasphemy. And I want you to notice he doesn't pull punches with that. He doesn't say. So what is blasphemy? What, so what, that's what we need to do because now it's eight o'clock and we'll have to come back next Look week. Look it up. So we'll start. So with that. what actually? When you hear the word blasphemy, do you think don't like child it. sacrifice? Don't don't say, Look it, it up, don't, don't, and don't we'll talk about it, it next we'll time we're together. Thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. Uh, hopefully, we've said something that will stir your interest and make you think about this and study it a little bit more. Remember, for those of us that have been in church a long time. We need to get back to the to the basics of this sometimes, and we need to look at ourselves and build that relationship. And we've got to lay sort of the groundwork for how the younger generations come up. And for someone who hasn't been in church and is just now kind of flitting around the edges, looking and listening, what are you going to say to them? Sounds terrifying if I were you. If I were you and I was hearing this and talking about all the things like we've talked the last few weeks that are going to happen, in the end times, I think it'd be very easy to be completely overwhelmed and to be mm -hmm. frightened about what's going on. People are frightened whether or not you've heard us in mm -hmm. the world today. Mm -hmm. There's they just are. so much fear, but the Bible tells us perfect love casts out all fear. That perfect love has a name and his name is Jesus. And you are okay mm -hmm. if you come to him and you put your trust in him. The, the book of Isaiah tells you those that wait upon the Lord shall not be ashamed or you're not going to be overwhelmed and embarrassed you're going to have a safe place to stand for all of eternity regardless of what happens around you mm -hmm. and that's a true and real promise mm -hmm. if you want to get rid of the fear quit looking at the stuff and look at christ look at christ there you go so thank you keep your bibles open believe what it says